Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series and recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host Marina of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host Draggle of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss the first episodes of the winter 2024 anime season. So there's a lot this season. Didn't it used to be that, um, I forget, was it the summer and the winter that would be good and spring? No, I think it was the other way around. Spring and fall were usually had the most good shows, and then winter and summer were a bit weaker. Yeah, I'm not quite sure which way it was, but it certainly didn't feel... I don't recall having two seasons back-to-back that were this stacked. Yeah, I thought this season I'd get a break, but no, this season's maybe stronger than the last season even. Yeah, I don't know if I think this season is any better. I'm still undecided on that, but there are a lot of shows. Like, I've definitely got, like, over 20 shows on my watching list right now. Yeah, and most of the best shows from the last season are still continuing. Yeah, that was a surprising number of uh, two core shows that we had from the fall continuing on. Which is nice, because it feels like we don't get that much anymore. No, we have a lot of, I think it's more popular these days to do single core, right? And then like see yeah. how popular it is before they decide to make a second core so that they have like a break in between, which I I think is good and bad, depending. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see longer series again. Yeah. Well, let's get started. Uh, as usual, we'll go from the worst to the best. And I'm going to correct you on that because it's not necessarily that they're the worst. Because some of these shows that we've got in this section were just ones that I dropped because I didn't really think they were for me. Oh, well, I put the worst. Yeah, well, especially with this first one, right? I actually thought you would like Chained Soldier. I thought that would be a for sure on your list. All right, I am going to watch it. But I (laughs) acknowledge that it's trash. (laughs) It's actual filthy trash. Yes, and I love it. This one, the main character, he's like their pet, basically their slave, and he, uh, they ride on him, and then they have to pay him with rewards, uh, which are like embarrassing things. Yeah, I would stop you right there, though, is that it doesn't start out that way, Draggle. You're like jumping the gun here. Like, that wasn't his, his role from the very beginning, because... I was surprised at the turn of events, even if you weren't, because I'm assuming, were you familiar with the source material? Oh, yeah, I'm reading this one. Yeah, this was totally a shock to me, okay? So I didn't expect <laughs> the way it went. Uh, just as a setting, setting up the setting, is this is an interesting world, because it's like where you have like these supernat, this other parallel world with scary monsters or whatever, and the normal world, and occasionally there's overlap, right, where there are like these openings mm. where people can go from one to the other. And interestingly enough, for some unexplained reason for now, only women have the power to fight in this other world, right? That, that's how I understood it. So like guys sort of have to hold out the front in the normal world, <laughs> including their main character. I don't know. I'm not watching this for the plot. Yeah, but come on, like, let's, let's set it up a little bit. Again, and then he, like, gets caught up in one of these instances where the worlds overlap. And that's when he, like, stumbles across one of these fighters. And her, because she has some sort of skill that she thought was kind of useless or not as strong as other people's skills that prevented her from, like, rising up the ladder of command. And so the monster that she's using as her chained pet isn't very good. 
And so she decides to test it on a human for the very first time. She tested on him. And that's where we began, like, our contract of, like, him in service to her and then him ending up staying at the dormitories there in this other world taking care of these girls and, yeah, basically turning into a slave, which that whole scene, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little surprising to say the least. A little uh, fetish there with the, the chains and all that. And, uh, yeah, the reward system as well. Uh definitely something going on there that i'm not interested in yeah uh, i'll keep watching it i will say <laughs> it's the animation really sucks and it, it does it has the ugliest color scheme ever it's another one of those instances where you have like it's a very dark setting you know in this other world i, I just thought everything was dark and it wasn't very pretty to look at and the cg monsters or cg monsters yeah it just wasn't a visual delight at all no Oh, well, should we move on? Yeah, the next one is Delusional Monthly Magazine. Did you watch this one? I did. I don't remember much, but I remember I didn't like it, and I I vaguely remember it was pretty ugly. I disagree with you on it being ugly. Okay, maybe I'm just mixing it up with something else. It's actually a nice contrast to what we had just talked about with Chain Soldier, because it's very bright and colorful, like their hair colors and just like the overall art style is very bright. And it kind of makes me feel like I'm getting a little bit of a throwback from older anime, where you have a very like mystery, like sort of slapstick, this is a detective agency figuring out mysteries this isn't really a detective agency that's just like the, the sense i get because what we actually have here because it's delusional monthly magazine is this dude's like irreputable magazine or newspaper right mm. and he like doesn't want to work anymore he'd rather get married and be a house husband and then the other character is this guy who's got like really shitty luck who is really fascinated in this alien civilization that he had discovered information about and he had found like actual evidence of and he wants the newspaper to publish an article about it and he's getting chased people who want him or like want to keep that a secret or like obtain the power for themselves and i thought it was going to go like continue down that route of just being like sort of a detective mystery slapstick comedy kind of show and then it like did a bit of a 180 to where it turns out that this like artifact that he found can transform whoever it touches or maybe it's there's parameters to that that I don't know but it transforms the dude the editor of the magazine into this like cat man this like large cat man and that's where I also get more of that retro feel like it goes through like a whole transformation almost like a tokusatsu but yeah not my thing and I dropped it yeah not my thing either and I could tell pretty fast I had no interest it held my interest long enough that I actually finished the episode even though I was like yeah well, you, no. <laughs> you always like those, like, detective-type shows. Right, right. So I was, like, going with it, right? Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I could maybe do this, even though it feels kitty. And then we got to, like, the Catman, and I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and similar to the next one, I don't think this next one, which is Mr. Villain's Day Off, I don't think this is bad at all. I think it's actually quite cute. And if this was a slow season, I might have considered this as sort of, like, a background show for, like, when I'm cooking or just doing laundry or something really inconsequential that I don't have to pay attention to because it's it's just a cute show. Yeah, I thought the same. I kind of like the main character's uh, personality and especially his voice was kind of funny. Yeah. It's like this very deep, evil villain voice while he's right. like going to the zoo and helping <laughs> children and shit. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was actually quite heartwarming, like him and like Red Ranger, right? <laughs> How they like exactly. encounter one another and like Red Ranger's like all ready to go and the villain's like, no, 
not on my day off. And then he ends up like helping the Red Ranger, who has completely no sense of direction, figure out how to get to the train station. It's actually quite a sweet show, but I don't have time for it. Yeah, I felt the same way. Uh, next is Pondo Michi. This is a Mahjong show where they like put together a Mahjong club. Well, like some Mahjong get together. I just knew I wasn't going to have time this season. It seemed like it wasn't terrible, but not much of a hook either for me. This is one of the few shows I didn't actually get to watch because I don't know where we can legally watch it because it's not on Crunchyroll, it's not on High Dive, it's not on Hulu, it's not anywhere I know of other than what I see on Analyst, for example. It's like posted on Billy Billy and YouTube and IQ, which I don't even know what that is. So that's why I haven't watched it. You didn't miss much. Okay. Next is Snack Basue. This is about a snack bar and the people who work there and who visit it. This one, I feel pretty safe saying it was very ugly looking, and eh, I've seen worse, but didn't get much appeal. I agree and disagree. I think the art style is intentional to go along with the slapstick comedy style of this, but you're right in that I think the characters who are ugly are intentionally ugly, like matches their personality, so it kind of works for the humor if this is your kind of humor. And I admit that I actually found some of the jokes kind of funny. And the situations, yeah. Uh, I've always liked the settings where you have something like a bar or a restaurant, and it's like that interaction between the owner or the bartender or whatever with the customers. And so it's like a very episodic kind of thing, right? So you you go through meeting these people, learning about them, and then on to the next person and learning about them. And you learn lessons, good or bad. And in this case, since this is a slapstick comedy, everything's skewed that way, right? with a mm. sort of a manzai type comedy between the bartender and the owner of the establishment. And I actually did laugh, but not enough for me to keep it just because, again, it's, it's very like filler. It, that's what it feels like to me. This is like a filler for the season that if I ran out of everything else, maybe I would have considered this. But as it is now, like I just don't have time for it and I don't have enough interest in it to keep it. Yeah, I didn't think it was funny either. So nope. Next is the strongest tank's labyrinth grades. A tank with a rare 9,999 resistance skull got kicked from the hero's party. Fucking long title, man. <laughs> Seriously. And now you know exactly what it's about, so I'm not going to yep. bother saying. Uh, this one was, I felt just like a very generic isekai. It felt like a yes. lot of other ones. Very forgettable. I thought about yes. watching it for some brain dead thing. Uh, I mm-hmm. got to the second episode, and it's all about the character's little sister. So oh, I, I noped right no. out of there. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Like, I was mildly, like, really, really mildly curious about, like, his new party that he was going to be forming, right? Right. Because, you know, this is, like, harking again to my enjoying MMOs, enjoying, um, I like that he's, like, that sort of tank character and, like, the traditional idea of a tank, right? Yeah. And... Like you said, I wasn't that into it. I stopped after the first episode because there's just too many. It felt very generic. Yeah. It is uh, similar to some other shows we liked, like uh, Bufori with the tank idea and... Exactly. uh, That one getting a sequel where he got kicked out of the party, but it just didn't bring anything. Those ones are more interesting, right? And this one just seemed too blank. Exactly. And last of the trash category... Which shows how strong this season is that there's yeah, so exactly. few here. Uh, yeah. Villainous level 99. I may be the hidden boss, but I'm not the demon lord. 
which again you know it is about from the title exactly from the title yeah <laughs> this one i'm reading the manga which i actually really like oh okay it's very funny in the manga how the main character she she just has like this very deadpan expression all the times mm-hmm. and she doesn't realize how strong she is so it's quite a funny manga the anime was not funny at all I was going to say, it's like, I don't know if that humor translated at all to the anime because I no. didn't find it very funny. Like, I think they try, they display that she is deadpan, but like too successfully, right? To where I'm not interested in her. I'm just bored. And yeah. then the whole like being unaware of how strong she is, they, they displayed that as well. But again, it was in such a lackluster way that I just wasn't interested, which is a shame because usually we like the villainous anime, right? Exactly. So I was like more excited to watch this and then I did and then I was like, well, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, there have been a number of shows along these lines, Eminence and Shadow, but especially, I, f- I forget the title, but the one with the, the main character is Yuji with the proud wolf and he has all his slimes, mm-hmm. which has a very similar like character who doesn't realize how strong he is and has this like deadpan expression and similar kind of humor where the manga is really funny and the anime was awful. I don't know what that is. Like, is it just poor writing on the anime's part? Bad graphics or what it is? Like, why doesn't it translate? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's anything like fundamental about the medium. It's just these two adaptations were not very good. The one point of interest I thought about this was that I was actually, I had to do a double take at the start of this because they successfully tricked me into thinking this might be the wrong anime when I started it. Because you're in there for a really long time and this other character's POV. Uh, Alicia, she's supposed to be the games or the world. I don't know. This is originally a game, uh, an right. ultimate, I think. She's supposed to be the heroine. And we spent so much time with her, and like they show the name of the game without referencing the name of the anime that I thought that I clicked on the wrong title. <laughs> so that was like the one amusing thing, I thought. Yeah. Well, should we move on to the more promising, undecided slash mediocre category? Yeah. So I'll say in advance, there's a lot of things here where I like, but I I still feel it could go either way. I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, and continuing on is Banished from the Heroes Party. I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside. This is a season two. I'm kind of sad to put this down here because I quite liked the first season. I just haven't been impressed so far by the second season's start, especially because I am not into the whole like sibling romance thing that's going on here mostly one-sided from ruti but i i don't want them to proceed any further with that and like red and rit are already a couple and like out there looking for engagement rings so i just i don't really know what is compelling me to continue with this other than i guess this new development of a supposed hero who's supposed to replace ruti yeah i felt the same way the first season was great but what are they doing now? Yeah. They've already hooked up, so that's lost its interest. And they're adding these new characters, but so far it's not gripping me. But maybe, maybe could change. Yeah, I think it's also a combination of, like, I think you and I actually like it when you show the post-life of someone who's already married or someone who's already a couple or someone who did their hero time and, like, their life after, right? Like, that could be fun if that's just the focus. Yeah. But since we're bringing in all of these former party members, we're referencing a new hero. That's when I'm like, oh, well, this is going a different route. And I'm not sure I'm really into this. Yeah. And these gem people are just silly. Yeah. The, like the gem, I don't know, people, <laughs> like the ones who like live up there and need gems or something, right? The ones who could right. be monsters or something. Yeah. It's a weird arc. It is. 
but could go anywhere. Maybe our opinions will improve, hopefully. Mm, we'll see. The next one is Brave Bang Bravern, which was delayed on Crunchyroll and getting released, so I just watched it before this recording. And there are two episodes out now, but I've only seen the first one. And I resurrected it from the trash pile in Draggle's estimations up to mediocre because I do find it mildly interesting. I don't, but <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, I thought you liked Mecha. I do, but the first episode was all fighting, right? I don't like fighting. Well, obviously, because they just got an alien invasion, Draggle. Uh, yeah, but I don't care. Yeah, the first half of it, I figured, would be what like really decided it for you, because it's in the middle of like these military exercises in Hawaii, right? Yeah. And I know you're not into like the military stuff, and you have like all these guys like shit tucking each other and fighting each other, which yeah. again doesn't seem like <laughs> your thing. I like it, you know. <laughs> I thought it was interesting seeing like these different countries do mock exercises against one another and then like sort of do like the bro talking at the bar after and then like promising to duel each other. I thought that was kind of fun. And then we got the alien invasion, which is what's propelling us into this season with like this new enemy, right? Bringing the forces together against a common enemy. Um, And that's that's the last of it. I didn't see the second episode. I I didn't either. And I'm not going yeah. to. <laughs> I do want to take a note is that I'm pretty sure I'm not familiar with it, but I'm pretty sure that Brave Bang Bravern is based off of like an older franchise or title of Mecca that also used Brave in the title. And this is, though, an anime original. So it's not coming from like any manga or light novel or whatever. But it like has like the old school mech look. It has the music, which even one of the characters references. He's like, what the hell is this music? <laughs> it's like playing as his robots like flying around kicking ass. Uh, so that was pretty funny to me. Yeah. Uh, next is bottom tier character Tomozaki, second stage. This was the one where uh, this guy Tomozaki has no friends. And this girl teaches him how to make friends. Mm-hmm. But, and he thinks way too hard about everything and try to solve everyone else's problems. I'm not watching this because I haven't seen the first season, but really? how are you liking the second season? Uh, it's about the same. I feel like they have like a very poor understanding of human relationships, but that's kind of what makes it so interesting. Like, what crazy shit will these people say next about how to make friends? Wait a minute. I did watch the first season. Holy shit. <laughs> I, was, I saw it slowly coming back to you. <laughs> no, I could have sworn I didn't watch this, so I don't remember. And I rated it fairly highly, too. Ah, uh, no, I got to watch this now, too. No, even more. But, like, if you're met about it, that's kind of sad. Well, I, I feel like it's interesting, even if I wouldn't really recommend it to most people. Why do you say that? It's interesting in, like, my perverse sense of curiosity way. <laughs> But okay. not in a, like, this is a entertaining anime way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Kind of. I'll have to watch it myself to see why. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't bode well that I don't really remember it, but maybe it's also because we have so many anime that have similar sounding titles and premises, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's the one where uh, it starts out with, he's good at Super Smash Brothers. Oh! And, and she that, plays too, right? Yeah, exactly. She's training him and making friends in exchange for him training her in Super Smash Brothers. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. It's coming back to me. I'll have to watch this. Super Smash Brothers barely shows up after that. Yeah. That was just the hook in the first season. Exactly. So give it a try and let us know what you think. (laughs) Will do. So the next one on this list is Buchigiri, which I'm surprised that we both agreed to leave it here. 
The, this one is very decidedly in the undecided category rather than yeah. mediocre. Yeah. Because I have no idea where they're going with this. Same. I was actually surprised because I hadn't watched it yet, but I did notice like hype about it on Twitter that surprised me. Like the people who are commenting on people whose opinions I value and they're like excited for this. So I went into it kind of excited too, right? And then I watched it and I'm like, hmm. Why are they so excited about this? Because <laughs> it was like, I guess it looks fun. The animation the art is style, really Yeah, the animation, the art style, like visuals on point. It's fun looking. Kind of makes me feel like an older anime, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just like the setup of like, oh, this boy. And he stumbles across some like magical artifact that gives him these powers. And now he can use them to, I don't know, like improve his state in the world, kind of, for love, usually. And um, it's just like in this like more modern rapping. Yeah, the thing I'm worried about is that there's a lot of fighting going on. Yeah. I feel like it's just going to be a different fight every episode. But I have no idea if that's the case or not. The first fight was sort of entertaining because it was like for love, right? For this girl he had just met who was obviously manipulating him. And her getting off on her big brother beating up him was a little hilarious and also very sad. (laughs) Yeah, I hope she comes back. I hope she doesn't come back. I hope she disappears because I cannot stand her. But she's definitely not boring. You're right. I figured you would like her and like the comedy that she brings. Yes. If it was more about things like her and less about fighting, I'd be I'd be into this. Well, I mean, that's his whole goal, right? Didn't he tell the dude that this is the reason for me wanting these powers? So I'm sure you are going to get something more along those lines. That's true. If like every every episode he falls in love with some trash girl, then I then I'll, I'll be all over this. <laughs> you want more trash girls? Okay, Draggle. Exactly. You know me. Yeah. Well, then I'm assuming you're also not watching this next one because there are no trash girls. And Cherry Magic, 30 years of virginity can make you a wizard? Yeah, I dropped this. But I actually thought the first up was pretty good. I just, I know I have, I'm not going to like it. Yeah, it's boys love, obviously. Um, but these are men. These are both like full-fledged adults in the workforce. I'm assuming that's why it's not really your thing. But I thought yeah. like the romance and the like chemistry between the two characters was actually really done. Well done here. Yeah, I thought so too. The whole cherry magic part, though, I think is an interesting way to sort of lend a unique situation to this. And I don't think it's necessarily needed. Um, what did you think about the like inclusion of this magic that he got because he's a, a virgin? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a common thing in uh, anime. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's so dumb. I was like, what do you mean? Because he's a virgin for 30 years and now he can read people's minds if they touch him. How stupid is that? Uh, yeah, the saying is that you become a wizard once you're... I feel like sometimes it's 40, not 30, but whatever. Okay, well, it goes to show, like, our interest, because I've never come across this, and apparently it's a normal thing for you. Oh, yeah, very common premise. All right, well, that's the premise here. And so he, like, finds out, and he, for all he's known all his life, is that he thought he was straight. And then he, like, gets these powers, and then by mistake learns that his co-worker, his very popular, very charismatic male co-worker, has a crush on him. And it, like, totally changes the way he views him, and he starts questioning himself and his own desires and wants. And this is obviously going to lead towards a romance. And based on the opening graphics, we're going to have some side couples, also boy, uh, boys love. So 
I tend to like these. I like well-done romance, and so I'll keep watching it. Yeah, I think anyone who likes Boys Love would definitely love this show. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time, I think, since we've had a good one. Yeah. Next is Dr. Elise, the royal lady with the lamp. This was a isekai. It's like a double isekai, right? It's a double isekai, yeah. Yeah, where she left the isekai world. Uh, She kind of regretted her first isekai life then she went to the human world where uh, she made up for it and became a doctor but died in a tragic plane accident and then she went back to the isekai world and presumably she'll be a doctor again and save lots of lives or something yeah and to take note too is that in her first life in this more magical world right is that she was royalty or like she married into royalty right i think she was like already a noble family she marries into the royal family becomes this like really corrupt empress presumably like a terrible empress and is murdered at the stake that's how she dies <laughs> yeah. and then it's like the karma followed her because when she came into like what it looks like our world she's basically an orphan from the get-go isn't she and so she has to like really it's, it's admirable watching like what she has to fight through to become as successful as she does to become the doctor that she is and it like really i think shapes and improves her character that fight and she does become like this they call it doctor here in the title, but they make it clear in the anime itself that she's actually a surgeon and a very like a gifted surgeon. I thought surgeons are doctors. Well, yeah, Close but I know. think it's like it's more highly specialized. Okay, okay. Because you've got doctors who like don't go into surgery ever. Great. So she she has a lot more I think study and expertise under her belt, and then she uh yeah goes through that plane crash like you mentioned. She actually saves a lot of lives at the cost of her own. Um, at the end of it, which was like kind of a, a nice thing to see. And then another thing to point out about what you say, she goes back to her original world, not at the same point, like it goes back in time to like before she even becomes the empress, like before she gets married. So she really has a lot of time to work with and try to redo her mistakes from before. So did you like it? I really liked the first episode. The second episode, I was a little disappointed in because like, I already thought that they were overly simplifying her skills as a doctor in the first episode but they do it even more so in the second episode so you kind of like really need to believe okay (laughs) believe that she's as good as like the show is telling you because if you go into the finer details and it starts to get annoying and then she's just like so sickingly good that I keep reminding myself, okay, she's she's making up for what she did before. She's gone through a lot of changes. Like this is not just out of nowhere that she's this good, right? Because otherwise I'd find her annoying. <laughs> like you do, right. I think, when a character is too good, right? Yeah. I dropped this the first episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, the second episode I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah, I thought it was fine, but there's so much good this season that I just like I don't want to spend time on this. Well. Hence why this is under undecided, right? It might not make the cut with as many shows that I'm watching. Yeah. Next is Fluffy Paradise, which I, w- I was also thinking about watching this one, but then I watched the second episode and decided not to. Aww. Yeah, it's pretty cute. There, it's about this little girl who her skill is to be loved by animals. So she they like get attacked by a dragon, and then she pets it and becomes friends with it and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very cutesy show. Not much more to it, I don't think. It could be. You know, it could be that she saved, it looks like it's on track for her to save the entire kingdom out of her. I'm sure she will. (laughs) (laughs) With the power of her cuteness and her, you know, contracts that she has with all of these magical creatures. Yeah, if you want that, more power to you. You'll love this show. Yeah, I I think this is really cute. This is probably going to be a background show, like you said, because there's very little else to it other than its cuteness. 
And, uh, you know, sometimes you need that if you have a shitty day. Exactly. All right, let's get to this next one, which I'm kind of curious. No, I'm really curious to see what you feel about Hokkaido gals are super adorable. I feel like it's it's pretty good. It's just not really my thing. Really? I thought this would be your thing. Really? I'm surprised at that. I mean, because you like lecherous anime, and this is like pretty lecherous. Is it? Or at least it, it wants to be. It's like, it's weird. It's it's trying to straddle both. I saw a take about this on Twitter, too, which I agree and disagree with, uh, and I wanted to talk with you about it. But it's like it wants to be, but it doesn't quite go the distance. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like it's not going the distance. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen the first episode. So like I was assuming as the episodes progress that it would go the distance eventually. But based on your reaction, it isn't quite doing that. I mean, like second episode, the girl meets his mom and she's like, who is this? And he's like, oh, my classmate. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, not much happens. I don't know. I'm also wondering, like, it's Hokkaido gals. Are there going to be more gals? I assume so. But how is it so far? You only have the one blonde that you've seen? Uh, Yeah, so far there's only the one blonde. I mean, I assume there's going to be two more based on the promo art, right? Okay. And we've seen one of the characters, which is a classmate. Like, she looks sort of like a main character. A cool girl. Yeah. Yeah, But she also looks like the strong and silent type. Maybe she'll be the next gal. I think so. Um, and then there's like a pink haired girl shown in the art too. So I, I guess we'll get there. But maybe they'll each have like their own mini arc of multiple episodes. Yeah. But I don't know. It's the kind of show where they just like hang out and the gal is adorable. Yeah, I guess that's true. I uh, I thought this actually looked very good visually. It does. I agree with It's that. not my thing either. You know, I'm not a big fan of fan service of this type. I was just kind of, I I have to admit, I have a little bit of a weakness with the setting because it reminded me so much of where I grew up with all the snow, you know? Exactly. And like the whole joke at the start where he asked the taxi driver to drop him off and he'll just like walk the rest of the way. And I was thinking, are you sure about that, dude? (laughs) (laughs) And then he finds out that like, you know, the next town over is way further than he thinks and it's way colder than he thought. And now he's suffering. <laughs> and his whole interaction with the first girl, uh, Minami, was cute. I, I, I thought it was adorable how, you know, helpful she was, how friendly she was. And then he totally forgets to take the bus because of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, that whole like not knowing, you know, when he goes over to her house, hmm. the whole shows like trying to be both flirty and have the girls be like confident physically sexually whatever but then also trying to make them seem like then they get embarrassed by certain scenarios so then it makes them be more innocent and virginal it's kind of disorienting Mm. to where like they want their cake and they want to like they want to like have both sides which is kind of like you kind of can't like i can understand someone who is extremely sexual Still blushing at certain situations if they're, like, caught by surprise. I I can understand that. But, like, this isn't even going that far, right? Like, he hasn't actually done anything with them. Nah. And I don't think he's going to do anything with them. Yeah. So this is on the verge of being dropped, just because I know it probably will not be my thing. I was positive about the first episode more than I expected to be. Yeah. I I felt similarly. I'm still watching it, but it's definitely in risk of getting dropped. So let's move on to Ishira. This is probably my show most in risk of being dropped. Same. I'm very close to dropping it, but I'm still curious enough to go on to the second episode. Yeah, because I, I still feel like I have no idea what this is even about. Right. 
And there are some aspects I like, like this girl following him who wants to murder him. Exactly. But then it seems like it's just like, oh, these, this guy's really cool and he does really cool battles. And that's it. I got some vibes of other shows that it reminded me of. Like the whole thing about them having this entire city that's sort of based on top of a dungeon made me think of Don Machi, right? Mm -hmm. But then the city gets destroyed. And I was like, well, we're not going to have that kind of setting. (laughs) We're moving on from here. And like the way that that destruction of her city happens, it's so complete. It's so sudden. And I was just kind of appalled. I didn't expect it to go from tranquility to utter destruction and watching her friend be skewered and pulled apart. And holy shit, it was just terrible. But also a little bit, (laughs) I sound terrible saying this. A little bit mean and nasty. No, I was kind of like relieved because I thought that the first part was boring. Oh, it was, yeah. So I was kind of like, hell yeah, let's get away from this. I mean, I feel a little bit bad for her friend and like that sort of budding romance that they were implying, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then she like is totally removed from the picture. But it's kind of sad that like the only entertaining thing about this show is brutally murdering people. (laughs) Exactly. Although I'm mildly interested in this whole visitor thing because she gets saved, Mm. the main character, by this like random samurai dude who comes out and he apparently has the skills with his samurai sword to slice through machinery. Like, let's not think too much about the materials of these metals, like how he's able to do that with a sword. He just does because he's a visitor, which is basically another word for an isekai character that this world apparently has a lot of. Yeah, and I guess it could be interesting when the different isekai characters interact with each other. Yeah. But I feel like they're just going to fight and kill each other. Same. So if it devolves into that of just them fighting against one another, which I'm usually not against fighting shows if it's done well. I feel like if it's done well, it needs like some reason for them to fight each other, right? Right. Here it's just like, oh, we want to be the strongest. Yeah. Like I was going to compare actually also to Hell's Paradise, if you remember from some seasons back. And you had like a lot of like really powerful characters, right? But they all had like a goal. And that was what was interesting. Yeah. But I don't know what the goal is here. Don't you, like, become the emperor or something if you're the strongest? Do you? That's vaguely what I gathered. (laughs) I thought it was just, like, one true hero, whatever the shit that means. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It's not the strongest on the plot. No. But we'll see. Uh, The the next one's all you, though. Uh, Yeah, I actually dropped this on the second episode. Mashal, Magic and Muscle Season 2. So I I watched season one. It's mildly uh, amusing. The main thing is the main character, he doesn't have any magic, so he solves everything with brute strength. And it's occasionally funny, and I watched the first season, but I just decided with this season, there's so much else to choose from. Why am I watching this? So Are there chances that you'll cycle back to it after, you know, in a slower season or something? I think it's unlikely. Okay. That's unfortunate that it wasn't strong enough to keep you. Yeah. Oh, well. Next is Sengoku Yoku, Yoko. This is by uh, uh, the Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer guy. Oh, but I thought we were disappointed by that adaptation. What adaptation? Just kidding. <laughs> See? <laughs> you don't even want to acknowledge that it was made into an anime that everyone hated. Yeah. Uh, th- this one's a much better adaptation. I just don't think it's his best work. And I've I dropped already it. read the manga, so I dropped it too. I immediately dropped it after the first episode that I was falling asleep in, and I didn't even bother doing a review of it on my blog just because I couldn't remember what had happened. <laughs> it was that. <laughs> I don't know if I was just like in the wrong frame of mind, or I was just like that 
bored of what the, what they were doing. Like we have these animal like one dude's like a fox and the other girl's like a fox. I, I don't know what they are. Uh, the girl is a yokai and the okay. I forget what the boy is. I don't even know why they're fighting. Like why are they going around fighting? Because those were robbers. They were murdering people. Okay. What else happened? <laughs> I don't even remember. Uh, they defeated the robbers and then they continued on their journey. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't the most exciting first episode, I agree. Not memorable at all. But much better than Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Not that that's saying oh, okay. anything. But yeah, I was not, also not going to continue. And then we have Tales of Wedding Rings, another show that I promptly dropped after the first episode, but you moved it up, Draggle, so why don't you go ahead and tell us about this? Uh, I like this manga. It's very trashy. No big surprise there. The the first episode of the show was also very trashy, and Mm -hmm. it was was pretty well animated, I thought, too. It was. I agree. On that front, at least. I'll I'll keep with it, but uh, I can definitely, I'm not surprised that you dropped it. Uh, If it was just him and her, I might have kept it. But based off of the opening graphic, it looks like he's going to have, you know, a ring for each finger, right? Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, that's kind of a weakness of the manga, too, because uh, the first girl is the best girl. Yeah. I really liked their chemistry at the start, right? Because yeah. the premise of this for people listening is that he's from our world, basically. She's from another magical world. And out of safety of what's happened in her world, she, as a child, comes to ours to grow up safely, right? And he happens to be there where she appears with her caretakers and the older mm, wizard. I don't know what he is, but he's her guardian. And since he witnesses it, rather than like wipe his memory or kill him or whatever, she promises, like makes him promise to secrecy. And he's too young to really remember the details as he grows up anyways, like how kids are. And they become childhood friends. And then they become really, really close childhood friends by the time they're in high school to where he's basically besotted with her. She obviously has feelings for him, but she remembers her duties to have to return to her original world and makes to do so, but he follows her and interrupts her wedding, earns her ring, (laughs) and then ends up getting this power that comes from the ring to fight these demons or whatever they are. And I, I actually liked all of it up until that point. And then I remembered that he was supposed to have like four other girls. And I remember watching like the opening and ending credits and like the, I guess, lewdness of them. I was just kind of like, no, I don't want this. I I wish it was just him and her. Yeah, honestly, I kind of agree. Even though she's a childhood friend and I hate childhood friends. (laughs) It's like a twist on the childhood friend, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a a little different than usual. But I'll keep watching it. Okay. Let me know how it goes. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe don't, it won't change my mind. I don't think you like it. You'll like it. Because uh, it, it definitely is going to focus on the other. Nah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, next on this list is The Unwanted Undead Adventurer, which I was surprised to like way more than I thought I would. I put this in trash. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, the um, whole idea behind this is that you have like this really mediocre adventurer stumbling across... Uh, a monster that is way above his skill level and he dies as you do obviously he dies and then he like unexpectedly comes back as a skeleton and he's like aware of who he is what happened and he doesn't know why he's like survived in this way and i think that's part of the mystery that maybe we'll figure out later so he's not totally gone but i originally thought that when he came back to life as a skeleton i figured like centuries had passed because If parts of his body have totally disappeared like that, it must have been a long time. But then you find out that, like, barely any time has passed at all. People just wonder where he's gone. 
And then um, he ends up like seeing them. I, I've got up to the second second or third episode by this point. And by that point, he does eventually make it back to his town in disguise. But I like it. I like how he's like figuring things out. And he's kind of like, it's ironic to him how he's actually getting stronger as an undead than he ever was able to when he was alive. <laughs> because he's able to like gather the powers and level up with each of his kills. So up to this point, he's right now a ghoul. So I'm assuming he'll tear up like over time into higher forms of undead over the course of the show. And I'm hoping by the end of it, he is able to become a human again, but we'll see. But why did you put this in trash? Oh, I was probably being too harsh. I do think it was a good first episode, but I've I've read the manga already. Oh, okay. So I kind of already know what's going to happen, which I oh. think makes it lose a lot of the appeal. Oh, no, don't tell me that, Draggle. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not that what's going to happen is bad or anything just like part of the fun of reading or watching something like this is wondering what's going to happen right okay and you already know i already know so it's not a surprise so i ruined it for myself yeah um another thing i didn't expect to like not bother me is that this show is a it's got a little bit of fan service like especially with that like older woman uh Mm. that we meet in the second episode because like they make her boobs like they're totally falling out of her shirt or whatever but (laughs) Other than that, that's I don't it. think they were that big in the manga, but maybe I'm yeah. misremembering. <laughs> I was like appalled at how prominent they were, but it's like that's not the main focus of the show as of now. Maybe it will be now that they've reunited. I'm more interested in him and like what's going on with his situation, how he makes friends with that young adventurer, but then leaves her out of trying to protect her. He does that, but I'm I'm sure she'll come back. So yeah, I'm having fun so far. Cool. Maybe, I don't know, you're convincing me to almost give it another shot, but I shouldn't. Now, when we get to our mid-season checkup and maybe you've dropped a bunch of shows, maybe I'll convince you to come back to this. Yeah, exactly. Now, our next one is, Tis Time for Torture, Princess. Yeah, you should not be surprised I dropped this one. <laughs> Wait, what? I thought you would love it. What? Why? It's like Why wouldn't food, you? It's a food show. Yeah, but the way it is, it just cracks me up. The whole premise and like the torture, the quote unquote torture is totally apt for why it's in quotation marks. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, the whole time I'm watching it, it's like, uh, this isn't as good as Shokugeki no Soma. <laughs> oh, but like, it, it's a totally different uh, style. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this whole thing is that this princess is supposed to be some like renowned warrior, right? She's like the best warrior in her land. She's the one that leads her army to victories. And she's got this like sword, which is basically Excalibur. And with it, she's nigh undefeatable, except she gets caught. And I don't know how she gets caught, but she gets caught. (laughs) She's like withstanding her time in the demon's castle. And she still has her sword by her side. It's like a sentient sword. So she talks to it. And then when like the head interrogator comes to torture her for information you think it's going to be like the typical torture right like blood whips pulling out nails all that thing right and her form of torture is presenting her with the most delicious food and not letting her have it until she gives her information which uh yeah that's like such a specific brand of torture that would totally work on me that (laughs) it cracks me up how like how much agony this princess goes through because like she's so hungry and the food looks so good and they do a good job making it look good too because they've got like okonomiyaki i I like that the very first food item was simply 
a slice of bread. Like it was just that. <laughs> but they made the bread look so fucking good with how fluffy it was. But then the edges were like the perfect amount of crisp. It was, I was like, it was late at night. I was hungry, right? And I was just like, holy shit. I would, I would crack. I would totally give you all the information <laughs> for the slice of bread. So yeah, every single thing is like that. Like they keep coming. Another funny thing is like every piece of information she gives, right? And then when she gives it, I was surprised. They like give her the food. I thought they would just keep torturing her. But no, they give her the food. So she gets to enjoy it. And then when this interrogator brings this information to the demon lord, he's all like, oh, that's not what I wanted. Or like, oh, that's useless information. So then she has to repeat the whole process again with a new type of food. (laughs) So I thought it was hilarious, like her, like her agony over this quote unquote torture or her sword berating her for being so weak towards food, right? Right. So why did you put this in mediocre? <laughs> um, Because it's such a simple premise. Like you said, there's a lot of other things that are more, they're driving me more to click on them first, right? Like I yeah. saw the first episode of this. The second episode's already out, but I haven't even watched that while I've seen the second episodes of other things because I was like, more invested in what was going on in the story of those. So this is kind of like another background show for me. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. Well, are we done with Mediocre? We are. We are on to our promising section now. Yes. The first one is all you. Really? I mean, I watched the first episode, but I dropped it. Okay. Well, this one, the first one, is A Sign of Affection. If any of you have watched A Silent Voice and liked it, then you'll know why I'm watching this one. The main character is deaf. She has like absolutely zero hearing, even with the hearing aids that she has. And it's basically, this is a love story. It's between her and this guy that she meets. And the guy that she meets like ends up noticing her on a train and sort of like saving her from this awkward situation with this foreigner who's asking her for help. And it's just like their interaction and getting to know one another. And there's probably going to be a love triangle going on here because there's this other guy who's a childhood friend who has always kind of kept his feelings secret from her. But it's obvious he likes her because, like, there's no reason for him to do so. But he learned sign language just so he could talk to her. Like, they didn't even go to the same school or whatever. But he knows sign languages. He speaks with her. But then there's this new guy that she meets who is openly interested in her. Is got He has this whole, like, international travel thing. You don't know why he does it other than it's his hobby. So I'm assuming he's kind of like you, Draggle. He just likes to go out and see new places. And meet new people be, like rich if he's a high school student yeah well they're in college actually they're adults oh i, I actually watched this and i hadn't realized that yeah they're in college already and he's like in this uh culture club thing and with her friend who takes notes for her and that's how like she gets to meet him more and more because the, the accidental meeting on the train like that was total coincidence and then when she finds out from her friend that they also know each other and then she her friend helps coordinate them seeing each other again then it sort of sets up them exchanging contact information, them talking more and more. And yeah, it's just a really cute, just sort of romance. And yeah. I'm here for it. You're making me want to give this a second chance. I, I thought you would like it. That's why I, I was surprised. Like, like why, why did you drop it? I dropped it because I'm just like, there's so much good shows. Do I like this the most? But Yeah, but usually you like are so right. reluctant right. to drop shit. Okay, I'm I'm undropping this as of okay. now. I was like, I don't get why you would drop this one. You're right. Okay, I'm back. They keep like other trash. Like, hello. I'm back. Okay. You've convinced me. You may regret this later, but I want to be able to talk about it with you later. So yeah, okay. if you keep it, that'll be great. Okay, I'll keep it. Okay, you convinced me because I almost forgot about this. I'm sorry. Classroom of the Elite season three. <laughs> you sorry did, did you put it in promising or did i i think you did okay 
I dropped it down to mediocre. So you must have risen it up. And the question is why? I still like it. I, I think, admittedly, it has its flaws. But I kind of like how pretentious it is. <laughs> and how all the characters are such like horrible people. Oh, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I love the uh, the girl with the cane, who's like the super villain. Oh, you mean like the Miss Prissy princess, the one who like talks to him at the end of the first episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. So I think this season is going to be all about her. Okay, yeah. I don't know much about her, so I'm excited to learn. I'm here for her to start beating people with her cane. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of reminds me of, uh, she's much more calm and collected, but she kind of makes me think of Ilya, you know, from Fate's Day Night. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she does. She, she does look similar. That's true. yeah, with the white blonde hair and like also the, evil. I'm evil, right? And yeah. I'm I'm better than you kind of attitude. Yeah, exactly. So you, what did you think though? I kind of forgot about it, and then I was like, oh yeah, this season. I forgot. I saw like the previous two seasons, and I don't know why. What it is about this show? Every season that a sequel comes out, and I like am surprised <laughs> by it because I'm like, oh. I'm not going to watch this. I didn't watch the first season. And then I go back. I'm like, wait, I did watch the first season. And then for this one, I was like, I also watched the second season. So I guess I should try this third season. (laughs) And then I watch it. And I'm like, oh, this guy, Ayana Koji, you're cool. And then I remember, oh, yeah, Horikita, you're disappointing. And maybe (laughs) you will not disappoint me this season. But I could do without you this season. Uh, So far, I think this season is better than the last. Because I remember the last started off with that game with the planets. And they spent like two episodes explaining the rules for it. That might be why I was so reluctant to start this one. Because I was disappointed by the entire second season. But they didn't have any of that so far. Yeah. It's more just betrayals and... Such. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see Karoizawa. You know, I still like her. Oh, she she is the bad girl? No, she well, she's the blonde girl. Remember the one that he, like, saved from being raped or whatever in the second season? So there's the, the one nice blonde girl, right? And the... That's who I'm talking about, okay. Karoizawa. Yeah, I like the evil blonde girl. The one who uh, wants to expel the black-haired girl, Hori. Yeah, her thing. and Horikita. You're talking about Kushida, who's like, yeah. she's more, I don't know, like a br- brunette. Her hair is really like light brown, dark oh, blonde. Really? I don't know. Okay, yeah. I like Kushida. <laughs> her dynamic with Horikita is interesting, and we'll see how that goes. Maybe she'll be successful in expelling Horikita, and then we'll all be saved from whatever story there is there. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> but, that would be good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. We'll see. I am mildly interested. The next one, Demon Prince of Momochi House. The girl inherits a house from her parents, who she hasn't had much to do with, I guess. Yeah, she was an orphan. She didn't even know that she had like anyone to get anything from. Right. And then she goes there, and uh, there's some demons living there, and they don't like her taking over their house. Quote, and... unquote, their house. Yeah. And I dropped it. Why? This one I know is just not my thing. Did you like Fruits Basket? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say is if someone liked Fruits Basket, they will probably like the Demon Prince of Momochi House. It has very similar vibes. I, I totally agree. Except for the main character. Because you remember how like the main character in Fruits Basket was sort of like clueless, a klutz, like flighty, whatever. Momochi is more put together. The girl, Himari Momochi. She's, from what I've heard from like readers who commented, they told me that Momochi is actually even more put together in the manga. And they made her seem a little less useful in the anime. But hopefully it all change. She seems pretty put together here. She like yeah. barges into this house she's never been to and yeah. holds her own against these swatters. Exactly. I like that. 
Yeah. Um, but they were talking about like how she was kind of like rebuffed with the cleaning thing. And they said like in the manga, she was like, she was really actually great at ha- housework and cooking and all that stuff. She doesn't get pushed around as much in the manga. I see. Anyways, yeah, so that's why I'm into it. I really love the dynamic between her being the human, but a much more confident one. And then these, like, Ayakashi, demons, whatever you want to call them, being basically squatters. But it's not really out of choice so much as necessity. And this Aoi Nanamori, the guy that these two demons serve, he's not there by choice. He was a human. And he was trapped in this house and transformed into whatever he is, this demon prince. Uh, and he's bound there for life, unless I'm assuming something happens. There's got to be a reason why she was called here and why he's there. They're either going to, like, get married or something, or she's going to take his role. I have no idea. I'll but, yeah, I like it, and I'm going to watch it. Good. Next is Metallic Rouge. This one, it takes place on Mars. There's, like, these robot people who used to be super warriors, but then they had the Azimov laws applied to them, and now they don't hurt people. Clearly, no one read Asimov who wrote this. Why do you say that? Oh, because the whole point of the Asimov laws were that they don't work. Oh. All the books are about, like, the various loopholes where the robots hurt people by following the laws. I mean, maybe this is just a world where, like, it hasn't proven false yet, and that's what this show is about. Is it yeah. proving false? I guess so. But anyway, the main girl, she likes chocolate. <laughs> that's your point? Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of undecided, but leaning towards liking this. Uh, it uh-huh. seems like it it could be a bit of a fighting show. Yeah. But I do like the world and like the characters. I'm in the same boat actually because visually this thing looks beautiful. Yeah. It's a bone show. Well done. All the character designs, the animation, it's all slick looking, right? It's just the story and like the like you said. Because you have androids, but then some of them, these like famous nine, I think it is. I don't know. There are these famous ones from the previous fight who this girl, our main character, Rouge, is hunting down. And she's an android. They're androids. There's a bunch of androids in this world that are basically slaves and treated like slaves, right? And I don't know why yet. I'm curious why she, an android, is tasked with killing her fellow androids. Like, I don't know what's up with that. And I am kind of curious about it. But like you said, I'm kind of worried that it's going to turn into, you know, just a glorified fighting show. Exactly. And I am more interested in, like, why the world is this way and what's going to happen on that front. Like, the peace between the humans and the androids seems like it's very, it's, it's shaky right now. Yeah, for sure. And I'm really interested in her handler, Naomi. She's pretty hilarious. I like her. <laughs> yeah, she is great. And I, I like her look as well. The like dark, Her character design's great. Yeah, the dark skin with the glasses. The purple hair. Big purple hair. Yeah. Yeah, 10 out of 10. But the rest of it, mm, we'll see for now. Yeah, I feel the same. Next is my instant death ability is overpowered. This is where this guy goes to the isekai with his class. And his class like betrays him and this other girl. But it turns out he has an ability where if... Uh, someone thinks of killing him they'll die or he can also kill people if he feels like it this one i've read the manga which i also really like it seems like such a generic setup but it keeps things moving in ways you definitely don't expect pretty much constantly Mm -hmm. Uh, what did you think of this i actually was surprised how much i thought it was decent i dropped it 
not because of the like show itself. I dropped it because of my plate being too full and I was like, okay, something's gotta go. And unfortunately this hit the chopping block um, just because I, I felt like this was a formula I had seen before and I wasn't gonna really miss, that, miss much from not watching it. But when you place it like in competition against others of a similar thing, it does seem interesting, doesn't it? Like it does seem yeah. uh, the main character, like why does he have this power? Because he had this before he even came to this other world. Right. So the fact that he still has it is kind of interesting and how that's going to sort of mess things up for the existing magical people of this world who are trying to like play with them and turn them into these super strong magic casters. And I also like the other girl, his sort of side character. Yeah. She's funny. I um, She has more of a personality than he does. He's pretty stoic. And she's like bubbly, but optimistic. And yeah. Yeah, she's a great straight man character. I would have kept watching this for her specifically if, if I had less on my plate. Yeah, I think that's fair. Next is Solo Leveling. Uh, I actually dropped this one. I'm surprised. Did you drop it after one or two episodes or? Like half an episode. <laughs> you didn't even finish it. Okay, I thought you would at least give it a full episode. I've read the manga, so I know oh. what to expect. And I was very disappointed by the manga too. Oh, really? That's unfortunate. Yeah. Don't tell me any more about why you're disappointed. Okay, I won't. <laughs> because I'm enjoying it so far. I was meh about it after the first episode, and I knew there was a lot of hype for this. Like, I had friends telling me about this way before this even aired. I've seen on social media that people really like it, and I didn't really understand why. Even after watching the first episode, I was like, okay, I guess that's kind of interesting. Then I watched the second episode, and I was like, oh, I think I'm into this. So, yeah, I'm watching it for now because... We're at a cliffhanger, and I have to see what happens now that he's, you know, <laughs> dead. And obviously, this is where the isekai begins, right? <laughs> so I want to see what his his solo leveling is going to be like, because no one else can level up, supposedly, right? Like, you're supposed to be fixed at whatever level you, you start out at. And he was a pretty shitty level, lowest level. And now he's going to be able to grow out of that after his horrific uh, ordeal. And... I don't even know if all the people that he was sacrificed for, if they made it out or if that was also a lie. Maybe they all died the second they walked out that door. So there's so many mysteries here that I do want to know more about. And I do think it's interesting that there's an adaptation of a web novel. I'm assuming a Korean web novel. Is that correct? I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, with all their names, I was like, okay, this has to be Korean or someone just really likes, you know, the, the culture and these names. So yeah, I'm watching this one with Kewoo. I, I watched it by myself at first and I was like, I, I, I'm pretty sure he'll like it. And he did. So right. I hope it will continue to impress me as the episodes go along and not disappoint me the way you were with your reading of it. Yeah, I hope you like it. Uh, next is the weakest tamer began a journey to pick up trash. There, There's this uh, really cute girl who's like abandoned by her village to starve because her taming ability is like the weakest. But then she finds the weakest slime and she tames it. And I have no idea where this is going, but... I think the animation looks amazing, and it's really cute. And that's the only my only thoughts, basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you put it this high, because it only has that. I dropped it immediately after the first episode, because I thought it was so fucking boring. And she's just too sweet and too good for this world that I, I can't believe you want to watch this. It's, like, boring. You know, that's fair. That's fair. We'll that see. was actually why I was, uh, I was actually slightly outraged, Draggle. Outraged. by this outraged because a show this fucking boring and pointless why does it look as good as it does yeah I that don't know. pissed me off that's why i'm like 
well, since they spend so much effort on this, maybe it won't <laughs> be boring and pointless. But maybe I, I right. thought that too. I thought that too. I asked, maybe it's and I shock. actually got a. Re- I got an answer. I asked, "Hey, does this stay this way? What is with this like really nice quality art?" And the answer was, "It does stay this way." <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to watch anymore if it's only going to be like this. Uh, okay. Slow, soft, fluffy, and visually impressive for no fucking reason. Okay, I'll give the second episode a shot, and maybe I'll change my mind too. Okay. Tell me if it changes. Like, maybe they'll add conflict to this anime. Maybe. You know, I feel the same way about the next show. Oh, okay. The Witch and the Beast. Yeah, this one also looks amazing. But I'm worried it's going to just be, like, fighting every episode. You know, I'm scared it's going to turn into... What was the other show that we watched uh, with the head in the cage? Yes. Uh, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this first episode is actually pretty fun. And there's high shock value for like the gore and like everything that happened with that witch, right? Like, they were successful and surprising me. And I really like the whole premise behind Gido's character, right? How she like looks like this fighter, like a typical fighter. And then she has like that transformation from that dude's box that he carries on his back. Like that was all really cool. But now that all the shock has happened, they've hooked my interest. Can they keep it up? Yeah. And it's the thing where, like, where are they going from here? I have no yeah. idea. I have no idea. So it could be great. It could be terrible. Well, the whole point is, like, she wants to find the witch who cursed her, right? Right. Which, that's, like, the same same premise as the cage head show. Right? She's like, I need to find the person who took my body. And this one, I need to find the person who cursed me. Yeah. And they even have, like, the token dude, right, who, like, goes along with her and helps her and... Somehow, for some reason, whatever he is, like a mage, is different than a witch. I don't really know what the difference is, but it is. No idea. No idea. But, like, I really like the whole premise of how these are actually, like, dark witches, right? Like, I'm so used to watching shows, I feel, where the witches are good, you know? Yeah. They're misunderstood. And this one, when, like, the, the people of this village, like, city, I guess, try to say that she's misunderstood or she's reformed, whatever. Oh, how foolish they are. <laughs> I, I actually, like, had fun with that. Uh, and so I, I like to see more, like, darkness in the upcoming episodes. Oh, you sound like me now. Because they did it well here. I, I, yeah. I thought I was kind of, like, cackling about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I felt the same. So hopefully, hopefully we're, our warnings are gone and it'll turn out great. Yeah, we'll find out as we watch more this season. Uh, next is Suki Michi Moonlit Fantasy Season 2. Uh, this is the isekai where the guy is brought to the other world by this asshole goddess, and he his goal now is to beat her up. And she made him so he can't speak human language, so all his friends oh. are these horrible monsters. <laughs> are you watching this? I, I am kind of regretting not, because I am pretty sure I did not watch the first season. And I remember there was a pretty good uh, reaction to the first season. And now the second season airing, I'm again seeing good reactions from people whose opinions I value. So I'm kind of like, oh shit, did I miss out? People other than me, I assume. Yeah, people other than you. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good. I'm surprised it's not just me. I I do feel like you might like this one. But it's such a busy season, Draggle. I know. (laughs) Because I feel like I should go back to the very beginning, right? I'm assuming if you want to watch the second season, you should watch the first season. Yeah, this one, you should definitely watch the first season. See? Do I have time for that? Probably not. (laughs) But tell me about the second season. It just continues where the first uh, left off. You know, I'm reading the manga at the same time, which is also ongoing. So I'm, I'm kind of confused about which is which and i was gonna ask you isn't that disorienting 
A little bit, yeah. The first episode, they introduced some of the other uh, heroes that the goddess brought to this world, uh, but she wasn't a jerk to them. So he's our main character is probably going to encounter them soon. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny because in their backstory, they some of them like met the evil spider who beat them up and nearly killed them. But that evil spider is like his sidekick now. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> because again, him and monsters, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm enjoying it. Glad to hear it. And that actually rounds out our promising shows. Now our next section is the must-watch shows, the ones that we will watch even if shit goes south, because we are committed. Okay, well, I dropped the first two, but... (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I'll start. Seventh time loop, the villainess enjoys a carefree life married to her worst enemy. This is another villainess. Well, what's funny is it says villainess, but like... No. She's not really a villainess. (laughs) I don't really understand why it's called villainess. And I, I don't know if I'll be able to convince you to watch this other than romance. And I think her character is amazing. Just what really? she's become over time. Yeah, because when they show what she was like at the start, uh, as the title says, seventh time loop. So she has relived her life seven times. And the first time loop, she was powerless. She was just like this Duke's daughter who was engaged to a prince, this like dickhead prince who breaks their engagement and like concocts up some misinformation that pins her with crimes or whatever. Then she ends up having to like suffer through that consequence of like her family being disgraced by her, throwing her out, blah, 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 terrible first life. But she like ends up stumbling across like these merchants who take her in and she discovers that, hey, there is a world outside of being pampered, outside of being a noble and privileged. And she actually enjoys working for her living and like learning she lo- she loves like learning how to become a merchant how to be a successful merchant interacting with others and then she gets swept up into a war with an enemy country and this other prince and she dies and then she is reborn her second time right back again before she gets her engagement gets broken by the prince she always starts again in that throne room with like a whole bunch of people witnessing her getting broken up with and every time she tries a different route because she doesn't quite make it in time to meet the merchants or she like slightly changes her her choice in another loop and then it leads her somewhere else. And so she keeps li- living these actual really fulfilling lives as different professions, meeting different people, traveling to all these countries and enriching her life. And she always dies in the war. <laughs> that happens every time. And so in the seventh time loop, and it's hilarious because they show like over time she comes she becomes more and more just like desensitized to this prince that is breaking their engagement. She just like accepts what he says. She's like whatever, and then she's like I got I got places to go, and she storms off. And he's just like you totally ruined my my intention here. Like this is supposed to be shocking. You were supposed to be horrified. You were supposed to be embarrassed. And she's just like I got places to be, people to see. <laughs> and she again changes her choice. Instead of going out the front doors like she always does, she goes out a side door and she bumps into the very prince of this enemy kingdom who killed her in the sixth time loop. Because in the sixth time loop, she was a soldier who was pretending to be a boy and he like killed her in battle. And she is understandably horrified and tries to avoid him. And through her efforts to like get around him and leave and leap off the balcony, he is entranced by her. He's intrigued by this woman who is not scared of him, seemingly. And then he decides to follow her and he ends up proposing to her. And surprisingly, she accepts his proposal because out of like her thinking about all the loops that she's died, 
this might be one of the ways that she finds out why this war starts and why he's the one who killed her. And like, how does this even happen when the guy that's in front of her, he seems actually interested in her. So I'm excited. Yeah, maybe I need to give this a second shot too. <laughs> well, no, no. Why did you drop it? Uh, I felt it just seemed like a very standard shoujo romance, like at heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely going to be romance there, but I just thought her character was so admirable and the growth that it had over these time loops that I just want to see her happy. I, I want her to not die. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't like her character design. Oh, really? I think her breasts are too big. Wow, Draggle. That's a, a little um discriminatory, my, but okay. My discrimination. Yeah. She can't fucking help the size of her breast. Jeez. And, and I don't, I, I feel like she's too perfect now. Oh, I don't think so. But I mean, like, what about her's too perfect? Uh, just like she's good at medicine. She's good at soldiering. She's good at everything now. You don't think that's just a effect of her lives that she's lived? Because that's what it is. No, I do think that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it just makes her less interesting as a character. I see. But okay. the, the main thing is it. It just—it feels like a shoujo romance. Like, oh, the—it is a shoujo romance. The bad bad boys falling for me. Yeah, exactly. I always always hate those ones with like the bad boy falling for the good girl. Oh, but I love that shit. Okay, it's always about the bad boys. More more power to you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next one again, just me. Blue Exorcist Shimane Illuminati Saga, and this is a sequel. I believe it's the third season, and I totally did not expect this to air when it aired. I didn't expect it at all. I thought we were done with Blue Exorcist. How long has it been since the last season? It must have been like a decade. 2017, Kyoto Saga. Okay, not, so not quite, quite a decade. But almost. You know, just a few more years, it would have been a decade. Yeah. Gosh. So I totally was surprised by this. But I loved the first two seasons. I love the world of Blue Exorcist. And if you're familiar at all with it, this is just more of the same it feels like a good return to, I feel like we've got good staff here. Um, the, the tone is right. So I'm excited to see which direction this is going to take. I don't know the source material at all. So I don't know what saga this is referencing. Yeah. You, you know how I feel about these fighting shows. So yeah. probably not too surprised I dropped it. I think there's a lot more than just fighting here. There's a lot like of politicking between the different worlds. The, obviously the sketchy headmaster to their school. Uh, and there's more like individual characters in their interactions with one another. But at heart, it is a fighting show. Yeah, I do like the purple eyebrows girl. Yeah. Okay, next is Delicious in Dungeon. Honestly, I would have put this on Undecided. I'm still watching it, but uh, mm-hmm. so far I'm not entirely sold it's well done it's well made but it i don't know is it just gonna be every week there's a new food they make i don't know we're gonna have to find out but i'm gonna be there to find out i admit uh draggle i'm with you on this because originally i wasn't that interested in it but i remember when this manga first started coming out or like i don't know if it, when it first started being brought here to america that i saw it and i was like oh that's kind of cute idea but i wasn't actually like that into it yeah, I tried reading it too, but I only got a few chapters in before I gave up. And then when I heard that it was turned into an anime, I was like, oh, so I guess the manga was successful enough. And then again, I'm being influenced by social media because I see people who adore this and are like more than thrilled that it's being turned into an anime and are like citing this as like the happiest they've ever been. You know, they're going to get finally some more fans on board with this anime adaptation. They're going to get more merchandise because of this anime adaptation. So I was kind of like, hey, if they're that excited about this, maybe I should be too. (laughs) 
And so, yeah, I went into this with some expectations and I wasn't disappointed. I actually quite like the first episode and how it like set up our characters and like what they're going to be doing. And I've only seen the first episode so far. Yeah, I feel the same. Like it's off to a good start. But so far, I don't think it quite justifies their level of enthusiasm. So I'm quite curious to see if there's more to it. Yeah, the curiosity is what is pushing me forward. Yeah. Okay, uh, next is The Fire Hunter Season 2. Was this just two seasons ago? It feels like a lot longer, but uh, it kind of left us hanging and now we're... It's an entire going. year ago, Draggle. Oh, an entire year ago, not two Winter seasons. 2023 was the first season. Okay, no wonder it seemed longer than two seasons ago because it wasn't two seasons ago this one at the time i thought it like has a very interesting story it does it looks pretty good wow (laughs) it like looks good and bad at the same time at times yeah 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 but i think it it's very rushed and it's hard to follow same feelings it's really the story and the setting that is holding me here same. I can't help but want to know what happens. Yeah. And it's a really great setting. The setting is fantastic. The world is intriguing. I like the characters enough to want to know what happens to them. And even if I don't like them, I want to know what happens to them. And this whole like idea of like the gods, higher beings, right? And then you have like these insect people who are like fighting against them. And then you have like the plebs. And then you have like these hunters they're the only ones that can kill these monsters apparently like all these different factions fascinating it's just i wish it wasn't held back so much by again feeling like it's rushed and then also it's visuals which again i oscillate between liking them and disliking them because the cg is shit it's always been shit but then like some of the other art styles look pretty i even think like the manga stills that like include color can be pretty even though i feel like it's just them trying to save on their budget (laughs) Because they do it quite frequently. I think they do it a bit too much. (laughs) Too much, right? And now they're adding like stills with like close-ups of their faces, like on top of the stills, you know, like picture in picture. (laughs) I was like, wow, this looks cheap as fuck. Yeah. So very intrigued, but also in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, maybe I should just read the book instead. See, this is what pisses me off. Why does the weakest tamer look like that? Why can't we take that and apply it to the fire hunter? Hello? Seriously. Uh... Well, we'll see what happens. So this next one, The Foolish Angel Dances with the Devil, is all you because I dropped it. This is like my guilty pleasure show. Trash! It's trash, Traggle! And it's like guilty trash. It's a guilty trash. It's one of these like love comedies where the mm-hmm. boy is a devil and the girl is an angel. Mm-hmm. And they, they're both like trying to seduce the other one, basically, at this point. And there's some more side to it, but that's what matters. And I, I just think it's pretty funny. And it's, it's my kind of... Uh, a ship, I guess. I was horrified by that ending. I actually thought it was akin to rape, that they were making a rape joke, and I did not appreciate it at all. Wait, were they? Yeah. They even that. show, like, the flower being deflowered, dropping as she, like, chains him up, and he's, like, screaming and saying no. Like, I thought that was really distasteful. Okay, I did not get that out of it. That was my primary reason for dropping it. Like, like I already knew I wasn't going to watch it, but the instant I saw that, I, like, lost all, I lost all respect for the show. Oh, I wouldn't worry. I don't think this is the show where they'll ever have any uh, sex at all. Good, but I just didn't appreciate the joke at all. I thought it was disgusting. Mm. Okay, I didn't even notice this. Mm -hmm. But I liked it, yeah. I think it looks visually good. It looks visually good. I like their personality. I especially like the girl's personality. I was so Mm -hmm. terrible. I just hope they don't make jokes like that again, because it just totally ruined it for me. 
That'd be. The next one again is All You. This one's even worse. Gushing over magical girls. Here, the main character, she's a magical girlfriend, and she gets recruited to be a evil villainess. Yep. And then she like tentacle rapes the magical girls and spanks them, and it's yeah. terrible. Uh, yep. So, but terrible in a very entertaining way. So we'll mm-hmm. probably watch this with Classy. Definitely, rape is entertaining. Totally. Exactly. I hate it. I'm sorry. But this show does visually look very nice. It does look very nice. Yes. I and agree. it was kind of funny how she was like, I like magical girls. And then when she like meets the creature, she's like, I want to be a magical girl. And then she sees herself and she's like, this is not how magical girls dress. <laughs> Why do I have so much skin showing? And that's when she realizes she's a villain. And so that was kind of comical to me. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked they have put so much effort into animating this so well. It's, it's actually quite well animated. Character designs are very good. Yeah. Uh, I just was, like, totally not into the non-consent. I'm not surprised you don't like it. Yep. Next is Meiji Gekken 1874. This is kind of like an alternate history show set in 1874. It's kind of your thing, right? You like period pieces like this. I do, exactly. That's why I put it in must-watch. My one concern is now the main character is becoming a cop. Yeah, I was wondering about that because I was like, you don't really like yeah law enforcement shows so i i don't know if it focuses more on that side of things i might lose interest mm-hmm. but the first episode was great i was surprised you rated it so highly but then i was like well you do like samurai you do like like this period where like this is post that right like post yeah yeah what would you call that western post meiji and you have like these vine factions like this rebellious force is still around trying to gather strength yeah but then like when they invite him to be a police officer i was like I think Dragon's not going to like this. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't watched the second episode yet. I'm hoping okay. like it'll stay fun like the first episode and not be mm-hmm. like a crime of the week type thing. Yeah, we'll see. I, I was surprised. I was mildly interested. I'll likely drop it. But uh, it did look better than I thought it would be. Yeah, it looked pretty good. So where would you have put this? Mediocre? Undecided? Mediocre, undecided, yeah. Well, hopefully you're on but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) For your sake. I mean, it doesn't matter. If it's not my thing, it's not my thing. But if it's for you and you enjoy it, that's all that matters. Yeah. Okay, next is Sasaki and Peeps. I really like this one. You know how normally when they have that double-length first episode, you get annoyed at them? There's very, very few that that actually warrant it, yes. This one, I thought it kind of warranted it, and it worked out Mm -hmm. pretty well. I paid attention to the end, and I wasn't too... uh, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I realized it was double length, but it I didn't feel like it was dragging on. No, I didn't. I didn't have any problem focusing for the entire I don't know forty five minutes that the first episode was. Exactly, and I really like the main character. He's an older salary man. Because middle middle age is older. Yeah, it's old to them. Basically decrepit, right? <laughs> exactly. Over twenty two is decrepit. <laughs> I think he's what like forty maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in his, like, yeah, early 40s, late 30s. Yeah. My age, holy shit. Exactly. And he just wants to uh, go home and play with his pet bird, but it turns out his pet bird is uh, from another world, and he goes to that world and becomes, like, a capitalist trader. Becomes a baron, right? Basically, like, he's yeah. bringing in these <laughs> these um, technologies. Not, I mean, not technologies, but, like, these products from his world, which is, like, basically high technology in this fantasy world because they don't know how to make paper like that, right? They don't have pens like that. And uh, making high profits off of it, especially because, like, he can control the supply. Exactly. 
Uh, so mostly I, I enjoy his his personality as he goes through all this. And then he gets recruited to uh, the anti-Esper or the Esper management organization. Yeah, yeah. Because they think he's Esper even though he's That was kind of funny though. <laughs> it was, yeah. Well, it's not really an abusive workplace, but his partner works too hard. Well, there's something going on with her boss, right? They've implied that he's not all he seems to be. Yeah, but it seems like everyone else in the company thinks this girl works way too hard too, right? I mean, when you find out she's 16, it's Uh, like, what? And she dresses like that so that she can try to, like, have people take her seriously. It makes sense. She's overcompensating. Yeah, Uh, so she's pretty funny. Yeah. But then they fight these villains, and I I really like the villains so far. Yeah, that whole, like, confrontation between him, because I thought, you know, you don't typically like fights, right? But this was unique, because he actually, like, talks with her. (laughs) Yeah, and then they, they... They don't end up killing each other. (laughs) No, I mean, there's a little bit of sparring, but it's mostly dialogue. Yeah. And it's a fun dialogue. I really like that fight scene and the bowling alley. Yeah. There's one note that I thought was kind of funny was that they include him also becoming the owner of a restaurant. It was just like totally random and like thrown in there. And the bird's like, you know, you didn't have to do that, right? And the guy's like, I know. I just did it. (laughs) (laughs) I can respect that. And I am I'm having fun with this. Okay. So you like this one, too. And we're to our last shows of the must-watch sections that are new this season, The Wrong Way to Use Healing Magic. Uh, yeah, this is another isekai where the main character learns healing magic, but he uses it the wrong way. Quote-unquote wrong. <laughs> yeah, where he, he goes into this, like, boot camp. Basically, uh, yeah. Where, where they haze him, and they teach him to, like, run hundreds of miles a day to the point of dying, but then heal himself with killing magic so you can <laughs> exactly. keep going. Yeah. So I, I really like the premise of this. It's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. And I've read the manga too, and the manga is great. So I, really I wasn't sure why you were so excited about this and why it was rated so highly until like I watched a couple of episodes. And yeah, I'm having way more fun with this again than I would have warranted from or expected from an isekai. It's a unique premise, and I think they're doing a good job of it. And I like that he's like the super rare magic, even though he was not the intended hero to be summoned, right? Yeah, and I I, I can see how people might be confused because you don't really get to the full heart of the premise until the second episode. Right. It's right. just kind yeah. of a mystery. Like, wh- why is everyone so worried about him having healing? Well, that's the fun part, right? It's like, yeah. why are they all scared? Why are they trying to hide him? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? What is wrong with Rose? Exactly. But so far, it seems like a great adaptation. I still don't understand why, like, the head of the military is so anti-Rose. Like, why is he so against her methods and her turning, like, ruining, quote-unquote, ruining our main character as a healer? It sounds reasonable to me that you would make your healers super strong because, like, the faster they can get out there, the faster they can heal people, right? I think they're all just scared of her because they've seen her training and see, like, how the healers get injured constantly. Yeah, but then they get stronger. (laughs) I, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. Like, I, I am really curious. Is there something more there or is it simply just they don't like her method of teaching? We'll see. Okay, that's it for must watch. Although I think all the ongoings are, well, at least three of the four ongoings are must watch, I would say. Four or four for me. But okay, yeah. yeah. We'll be very brief here because we just talked about them in our uh, roundup of the previous season. We're already at like an hour and a half of discussion here. But ongoing show starts with The Apothecary Diaries. Still great. Still one of the first shows I click on every week as soon as the first episode comes out. One of the last ones I click on because they save the Vesper last. Oh, okay. But I just don't want to like save up too much and then I like 
have too much to catch up on and then I don't catch up on. That's my fear with this. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. I had like seven episodes of the next show, Free Run Beyond Journey's End, to catch up on, but I'm mostly caught up now. I am not caught up, Draggle. That's the problem I have with this. I was holding back because it aired super early, I think, too, originally. Um, And so I'm still catching up. But still great. I love it. Good to hear. Uh, the next is Shangri-La Frontier. I'm having a blast with this. I love the game system. I love his the side characters, the friends, new and old. And yeah, really yeah. into it. I'm still enjoying it too, just not quite as much as you. Mm-hmm. And then last is Undead Unluck, which continues to be great as well. As well. I'm behind on this one, but I'm definitely going to like catch up on it. I, I do really like the whole premise behind it. I'm behind on this one too. So, <laughs> And we're done. We're done. There are a lot of shows. We're going to try to keep up with them all, but we shall see what falls behind. And I need to add a sign of affection to my watching list. Yes, you do. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Drag underscore Kuhn and at Marina BMB. Listen to any of us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. Thanks for listening. See you next time.